Hey, Cast Chasers, Christina here. We'll start the show in just a moment, but first we wanted to tell you about a new award-winning four-grain straight bourbon whiskey that's been taking the market by storm, Penelope Bourbon. Penelope's balanced yet flavorful taste profile comes from a unique blend of three bourbon mash bills. Currently available in three expressions, four grain, barrel strength, and toasted, Penelope is remarkably smooth and flavorful. So whether you're sipping neat or using it in your favorite cocktail, Penelope is perfect for you. Penelope Bourbon is available in select markets as well as online at PenelopeBourbon.com. Hi, this is George Fotis from Drug City Pharmacy and Liquors. This is Justin Jarvis from All View Liquors. Pour Dram and settle in. This is the Cast Chasers Podcast. Dear Bobby and Aaron, can I pay you guys a compliment today? Here we go. I love <laughs> the, the <laughs> that tone. That's my love language. Compliments. The episodes that you start, Dear Bobby and Aaron. I don't know why, but they they're yeah. they're my favorite starts to episodes. So Aww, all so the warm you, and fuzzies. So what, yeah. do you, what, what do you got? I'm, I I did I actually didn't hear anything after Dear Bobby. Let her and do Aaron. the compliment. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're paying us a compliment. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> not anymore. She's not. I really like your matching outfits today. Oh, we're representing. <laughs> yes. We're representing Farmer and the Cow. For, for our listeners, the guys are wearing some very stylish digs from Farmer and the Cow, which is a restaurant with a great whiskey selection we've talked about a couple times on the show. And uh, it's even kind of same color palette, like color family. Yeah. So we, yeah, we were introduced to them, and they're not here today. So we're, we're <laughs> right, let's talk about let's talk about people that aren't here, <laughs> giving them compliments. That's right. Uh, Avalon, who's been on the show mm-hmm. uh, from Kentucky, and um, introduced us to um, Mike from Mike Day from uh, Farming the Cow. She's like, "You gotta go to this place. It's amazing. Food's good. You know, it's burgers." I'm like, "Okay, first off, how good can burgers be?" What? And um, second, I mean, I've had a burger, and then second, <laughs> great whiskey selection. I've, I've heard that before. Uh, probably one of the better whiskey selections at a bar that I've seen in a long time. Okay, and okay. they have this very Bob's Burger-esque menu. Like Moo Caliente is one of the burgers, things like that, that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Really um, fun names for the like, burgers. But they, they're they gourmet have, yeah, burgers. They're so, some of the best burgers I've ever had in my life. Like, I, I had one there called the Badger Badger Mushroom Mushroom. And it that's was, hilarious. It was a delight. Yeah. I, it, I, it, it was like I was back in college just watching. Like, do, they, do they bring it out with a chant? Like instead of doing a happy birthday don't. song, they're just the like. The burgers are like, you know. They're, they're big. Like, I don't know. What is six feet, seven <laughs> feet tall? Yeah. Sounds right. Bobby's um, real good with. <laughs> So the, the side to the so the burgers are amazing quality mm-hmm. meat. I mean, he's using like the quality, best meat, whatever. They have these tater tots. On oh the side. my god! Parmesan roasted, deep fried. They're a th- what is it? Truffle. What what gonna, truffle, truffle oil. oil? Truffle oil. Truffle oil. They're stupid good. Crack cocaine. One literal day. crack cocaine. Actual on top. actual cocaine is on there. Like emerald, just bam, right on top of it. 
Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're fantastic. So, so we go there a lot because mm-hmm. we drink whiskey. Um, what shocker! And we eat burgers. I don't know if you can tell by the body types, um, but uh, burger and burger bodies, burger shape. What we like to do is we love to represent swag from those places. I'm actually wearing a hat from one of our guests. I was going to say yeah, we so all. I was just going to say if we also look around the room, ninety percent of us are wearing swag hats that say one thing, and these these hats appear we are. Suddenly, we are whores for marketing. If I'm being a hundred walking billboard, I will put whatever on me. I don't care. And I'm like a NASCAR driver. Just slap it on my shoulder, whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah. You can get stickers on sunglasses yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can be bought. That's yeah. the. That's thank, the. Thank you for the compliment, by yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah, I meant you look sharp in your matching outfits. Oh, that's thanks. really what I was going for. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. What are you? Who are you wearing? Exactly. Nothing. Bardstown. <sighs> oh yeah, she's yeah. got a Bardstown yeah. hoodie. Man. Oh, you took it off. It's on my waist. So anyway, I'm that comfortable. Was fun. She's not. She's not not wearing it. Yeah. Uh, I like the kind words back from you guys to start this off. Anyway, I what are we? Yeah, right. Well, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, for this you look good too, or something. <laughs> First off, our guests have brought some glorious whiskeys that I can't wait to talk about and get into. Mm-hmm. Um, they're great conversation in general. And they are the real heroes, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the first time, if I'm not mistaken, that we've talked to people that represent this side of the whiskey community. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think so. And we yeah. got two of them. Yeah. Two of them. I yeah. can count them. It's well, a twofer. I'm going yeah. to bring them on real quick if that's cool with you guys. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, literally can't it's wait. Fine, Drum yeah. roll. That's no. That's we don't do drum rolls. We should start. We'll, okay, we'll, we'll edit we'll, it in. We'll start drum rolls next time. Yeah. So we, ha- we have the technology. Without further ado, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> we got there. We got there. No, we are very excited to have joining us in studio today. We've got George Fotis from Drug City Pharmacy and Liquors, and we've got Justin Jarvis from Allview Liquors. So welcome, guys. Welcome. Hello. Thank Hi, you. George. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no, thanks for being here. So you're you're um, obviously competitors and hate one another. That's why we today, brought you right? in at the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, right. So. Well, and it, it, so it's it's so funny um, is that you would think of it like that, and uh, the entire liquor industry, for the most part, is it's there's there's no real com- competition really. I mean, there is, but I feel like everybody they're looking at like along. no, they're like there's, no, there's lots of competition. We've, we've killed people. Everything Aaron says is wrong, <laughs> but there's a. I think there is a camaraderie in is, whiskey. I guess is what I'm saying. In whiskey, there whiskey is a specifically. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. I'm used to more the whiskey industry specifically. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I met George. Um, I was given. I was told by Mark from Old Line. Um, I have to go to Drug City as a cult following. Um, I've seen it all over Facebook. Um, you have to go to this drugstore, meet a guy named George, and talk to him about whiskey. Um, I then told Mark, you got to stop doing whatever drugs you're doing now. Because, um, so I went the to things this, you said don't make sense to me. Yeah. So I went to this, I went to a drugstore in Baltimore, in downtown Baltimore. And I know where the story seems like it's going. So I went there and I walk in, I'm like, oh, it's a drugstore. Okay. And I was like, all right, well, it's a drugstore. It looks like every other yeah, drugstore yeah. I've ever been in, right? It's, and then it's not every other drugstore you've ever been in. So then I asked for George. George comes out, gracious as can be, never met me before, my wife and I. She took me on a tour. Liquor store over to the right-hand side when you walk in. Great selection. And liquor store doesn't look like much either. Like it's the li- smaller. It, yeah, it looks, right? it, it's like, oh, okay, I guess you guys have some liquor over there. But then you get into it, and you're like, oh, my God, I just need to come It's here like Santa shop. Claus's bag. It's like small looking, but then you get in there, and you're like, how are you fitting all these toys in here? Yeah, this, yeah. Right? And they're yeah. such good toys. They on the, are. On the other side of the store is a soda fountain. 
Am I saying it right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Like 1950s. Yep. Lunch counter, yeah. sandwiches, ice cream, whiskey. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> yeah, whiskey. Some of my favorite things. And then I'm like, all right, thanks for the tour, George. And George is like, well, <laughs> there's an upstairs. And uh, we walked up into this glorious speakeasy. And then through George, obviously, then I'm at, you know, the, the man, the legend here. All View is where I think I think a lot of people like go for, you know, you have I haven't been yet. I haven't been. But everyone in the whiskey groups that I've followed have told me if I want great selection, quality, and somebody that gives a shit about whiskey, I gotta go to your, I gotta go to Justin's store, all of you. So I'm wearing the hat, which means now I have to visit all of you legally. Right. I think. Um, Justin showed up and he he just opened his arms and hats flew out. I don't even <laughs> like know what magician. happened. It was just like, well, the you guys want hats. Before we let them kind of talk about their story, what I the picture I was trying to paint is these aren't just people that own a liquor store, you know, a bottle shop. These are bourbon people whiskey people yeah you know they yeah. actually give a crap because yeah. sometimes you go to a liquor store and they're wine people they're mm-hmm. you know those folks right am i right everyone tell me about you it I mean? or beer <laughs> folk but they you guys are are whiskey you know connoisseurs and i think that's why we find ourselves in the same room so is it cool that's kind of your story and where you start we'll start with you george and just kind of like where you where you you know you're you're five years old obviously you know you want to be a pharmacist and you really love whiskey where does it go from there <laughs> that's about it yeah so i started uh working at the stores a pharmacy technician actually a cashier and then uh you know became a technician graduated pharmacy school around 2000 worked the bench the pharmacy mm. area for about 16 years and finally bought the store and that's when I discovered the liquor department. <laughs> <laughs> that you held out that long. Yeah, I'm impressed. So uh, it, it's just so much more fun than pharmacy. <laughs> and uh, I've been know, saying that for years. And it's just it just <laughs> that wonderful. old adage. <laughs> so it, you guys had mentioned earlier about you know competition and this and the pharmacy profession is very. We work together. There's not many of us you know that are independents, and we help each other out. If mm. I need something, I can call you know. Steve down the street and you know I can send my driver for a product and I'll I'll, I'll get get him back the product when when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the liquor store's not the same way. Yeah. Um you know everybody's just focused on what they're doing. Um so I felt especially when I was getting to the liquor uh side of things that I I wanted this kind of this this what's it called where you work together. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. um I couldn't find it. Um, but actually, Kelly Woods and mm. Ed Woods were talking about them earlier. Um, they knew Justin. They got us together, and you know, it's, it's 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 been fantastic. You know, and and since that's happened, we're finding more and more stores getting together that that are into whiskey, that are really want to do more than just sell products uh, to to make something bigger. Yeah. So, and I love that. I think fun. the education piece is a big part of it. Um, yeah, Justin, no, I, what are you doing? I mean, <laughs> I, I would, you know, he said it pretty good. You know, the liquor industry, I've been in it since, I mean, my dad bought the store in 1994, um, graduated college, moved out to California for a little bit, um, and then had the opportunity to buy out one of his partners. And I've been there since 2011 is when I bought out the partner, but actually working there 2014, 2015. Yeah. And that's when the craft beer market started to really like go mm-hmm. crazy, right? Uh, barrel-aged beers, barrel-aged beers, all type, all types of stuff. Um, so you then started to see this crossover between the barrel-aged beers and 
whiskey, basically. And people were like, well, what's that beer aged in? Is it Buffalo Trace? Whatever. So I ran into a couple good friends and um, they basically were bourbon guys or scotch guys or whatever. And I was a beer guy and we probably, you know, both basically hit it off. And um, they started talking about barrel picks. And this is really when bourbon was just maybe starting to take off. I mean, it was still in 2014. It still wasn't crazy. You could still order different Mm -hmm. things. I mean, allocated bottles weren't, there wasn't a ton of allocated bottles back then. You could kind of get what you wanted. Um, And they're like, man, you got to start doing barrel picks, start doing barrel picks. And then it kind of just, you know, took off from there. Um, I think the one thing that you guys said with the stores, it's a pretty cutthroat business in the sense that if you're near another store, you know, they're trying to take your customers. Yeah. And I think what bourbon does is bourbon brings everybody together, number one. But number two, even if George was near me. You I cut his I, throat, I, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, get that. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, it, it really, we would still be in the same mindset, I think. One, because everybody, you know, bourbon, again, it's about sharing. It's about experiencing um you know it's it's about making those friendships i mean that's that's what it's about you know they're not making more every year so you can look at it and you know put it on your mantle and never open it they make more every year so you open it and you drink that bottle and then the next year and next year um but yeah no we 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 hit it off really good his store is awesome i go there all the time um you know he has uh the speakeasy upstairs it's just a lot of fun and I think where when I started to get into barrel picks, you know, Kelly and Ed introduced us and he was getting in the barrel picks and it just kind of took off. And um, and there is a crossover of customer base, but that doesn't mean that you can't share them, um, you know, because the what people don't understand is liquor stores, 70 percent of your business is convenience. So it's the people that live around you, right? Not many people are going to drive an hour or two hours out of the way to go to a store. Now, will they do that for an allocated bottle? Yes. But for your six pack, I mean, my parents (laughs) live 15 minutes from this store and they don't drive to go get liquor from their own liquor store. (laughs) So um, I think that's what people don't realize. So, you know, your main business is that convenience factor. And um, yeah, you know, we just have a lot of fun and... um, yeah, you know, stuff like this, you know, it's it's about sharing and talking with people and, you know, it's um, it's just really cool to see it kind of go from very, you know, minuscule or almost nothing to just, I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's exponential. I mean, it just keeps going and going and going and it's only getting bigger. Yeah. So. I remember when the um, whiskey boom kind of happened it had a three phaser it was like 80s it kind of showed its head then nothing then early 2000s we saw this peak in the world of whiskey and then nothing and then 2010 11 you know the celebrity of whiskey you know your fred minnick start to come alive you know your 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 you know ralphie's on youtube start to kind of come through and stuff and podcast i mean who's making a podcast about alcohol you know what i mean well here we are well <laughs> you know right thunk. where we're you know so there's this there's this movement now where whiskey is a is a collectible but it's also a conversation it's it's a big piece of it so we look to you know our whiskey owner our whiskey store owners to be kind of our i guess guides in a way you know what yeah. i mean 
And I mean, from other episodes that we've talked about, you know, how important it is to have a relationship with the guys that run your liquor store or the girls that run your liquor store and getting that kind of foundation, swapping information, you know, like seeing if you guys can source different things. Y'all play such a critical role. I, I was actually really excited that we could, you know, bring you in the studio today and kind of talk about this from a different angle. Hey, babe. Yeah, honey. Um, could you talk to me about single cask nation i've heard of these people yeah yeah cool guys cool guys yeah yeah they're like independent bottlers sure are yeah mm-hmm. I, even i know that you should you should know that yeah the seventh retail release of single cast nation is hitting u.s shelves starting in july what yeah six new casks of whiskey anywhere between 10 and 20 years old nice each one more delicious than the next wow yep Every single cask has to be approved by me or my business partner, Jason Johnston Yellen. Mm-hmm. We only bottle the stuff that we fall in love with. Yes. We only bottle the stuff that we would want to open our wallets for. I know it. Right? Mm-hmm. We're proud to have Impex as our importer, and Impex is proud to be a sponsor of the Cast Chasers podcast. Nice. <laughs> You brought up allocation a little bit, and both of you, I have experienced whiskey from. I'd like to talk about the whiskeys in front of us because they're hard to find. We absolutely will. There's no chance we won't. Every time I, you know, that I go to George's your store and I go to the Soda Fountain, that's the second time I had the Weller um, crowdsourced, um, mm, which the- was we're just sitting behind the, you know. Like, you want a milkshake and maybe some of this whiskey? <laughs> right. Um, some of this whiskey you can't find anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a piece to the appreciation of allocation, but, you know, the tasting we did last night, you know, you've heard us talk about it on the show before. We took, you know, um, the tasting that we've done, that we did with you guys, kind of highlighted that allocation's good, hard to find, really great, but there are whiskeys that are obtainable that's, you know, right at your fingertips. Um, I like that you. You guys appreciate that. And I understand it. You're store owners. You don't just, if, if, if you only sold Blanton's, you, that would be the end of it. You have other people. You have Coors Light buyers. You have to, you know, you know, you need your, you know, yellowtail being sold out the door. Right, right. It keeps your lights on. So I get this at that part, but I respect the piece of you that's like, well, there's also an art form here and a really cool, you know, niche to this. Sure. And you have to do that if if you, well, if you en- enjoy bourbon, if you if you really uh, feel like you're part of the community as far as bourbon goes, then it's fun. I enjoy the allocations. I enjoy getting the bottles to people that want them. I enjoy people, you know, opening the bottles and letting people try them. Um, but I can see the flip side if you are one of those stores that you mentioned, a wine store or mm-hmm. a beer store, it being a complete thorn on your side. You yeah. know, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. You know, what everybody wants these bottles, you know, and, and I think the knee-jerk reaction is, well, let me just see how much I can get for this bottle, yeah. you know. And uh, so for us, it, it's not – I don't like to see that. Um, but I understand why it happens. Mm-hmm. So I, Aaron and I work in sales. So, yeah. you know, um, specifically for those that know us really well, we work, you know, come from the car business. So we have been ripping people off for a very long <laughs> That's time. Right. That's um, right. No, no. But we're good at it and we're charming. So, so. We, we fully, fully understand markup. Um, but I always relate it to, 
you know, right now I'll give you an example, pickup trucks. There is a markup on pickup trucks and people are like, I'm not paying above MSRP. And the counter is, well, if you want a truck, you are. And what they don't understand is it's not us taking advantage. There's a limited quantity of this. So, you know, if I give it away, I, a, I lose that allocate, I lose that product with no reward. The ROE, you know, the, the return on investment is kind of moot at that point. So I get, I, I watch the fine line of an allocated, and some of these shouldn't be allocated. There's plenty to be candid. There's plenty of, you know, Weller Special Reserve. OWA. Right. OWA yeah, exactly. should not be right. allocated. It should be an everyday uh, yes. product that we should be able to get and drink. But some of it I get that there is a minimal amount of, so there is a markup simply because how else are you going to get this? And the selling it for MSRP kind of cheapens it, in my, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Where's that line at on, you know what I mean? Where, where well, I think it's a little different, you know, than, than, than a lot of other industries in being that we have repeat customers. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you have a guy that wants a truck, but he's not buying a car from you every week. Yeah, we wish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there so, are some. Yeah. Early retirement. <laughs> so, I mean, I like, and I, I, I actually stole the term from Justin, using these bottles essentially as thank you bottles is... Well, I like Man, that. this guy is buying stuff from me all the time. He's a good customer. Thank you. Here we go. You know, and um, and that's what I like to do. And if I don't do that, I like to open it up and let let thirty people try. That's yeah. such a flip side of what I would expect in a scenario like that. Because I feel like every time we talk about something that's allocated, it's you know, it's the hunt. It's trying to get something that's very rare for that experience of of experiencing it. So it just like speaks to what we were talking about with bourbon, kind of bringing people together. If that's the approach that you guys have is saying, thank you, let's share in this something special together. You know? I, I think I think also one of the big things for me and, and George, I, I mean, I saw it when you could still order. I mean, my dad could special order BTAC and not special order in the sense that it was allocated, but somebody would come in in 2006, 2008, and they said, I want a Thomas Handy. I want an Eagle Rare 17. He would call up the rep and say, hey, I need one bottle and one bottle. And the reps would be like, sure you don't need a case like we're trying to get rid of this it's <laughs> like, so funny so yeah. you know like george said thank you bottles is a really good way to do it but again back 2012 2010 we had cases of henry mckenna stacked we had eh mm-hmm. taylor stacked and my my thing is this when the bourbon i'm not saying the bubble's gonna burst but when it starts to you know when they start to make more whiskey and everything who are the people that are going to stick around and still be your yes, customers? Exactly. So my whole thing is if you're just somebody that's looking to buy these bottles and resell them and make money, you're long gone when right. that yeah. when that value starts to drop. I saw a Henry McKenna for $800 Silly. 10 years sitting on a shelf like in New Holy York City. Um, which in New York, okay, you expect some price, but that... It's some idiot's going to buy it. That's the, Well, exactly. That's the kind of thing I'm talking that's the, about. That's exactly the mentality, that's right? That's what yeah. I'm talking about. When I talk about the variant, the difference between there's a price point and then there's a supply and demand, and then you're just being an asshole, you know, or you're 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 exactly what you just said, Justin. It's how long are you going to survive with that kind of mentality, mm-hmm. where you're just praying, you're praying off people right. is what you're kind of doing. And some guy's going to walk in, or woman's going to walk. It's going to be a guy because they're you know we're idiots. <laughs> he's going to walk in and he's going to be like, well, I see everybody talking about this. I've got the money. I'll spend eight hundred dollars on a Henry McKenna ten year, and right. you know, and it's that makes the market then. And yeah, there it is. That one person pays that price and i think that's where 
you know, there's not a right way and a wrong way to do this. We're not saying that. Uh, but if I have 200 customers or 100 customers or 20 customers that shop in the store every day and they buy their beer and not even that they were buying the bourbon back in the day when it wasn't allocated, but they're your regular customer. Like he said, nobody's buying a truck obviously every week. These guys support your store every week. That's how you stay in business. Sure. So at the end of the year to say, here's a bottle that technically my a Henry McKenna costs us $28. Here's a Henry McKenna for Mm. I remember when it was $24.99 on my shelf. Um, It's just a thank you bottle. Mm. And the people that are really into it, to they don't even necessarily care about the end of the year allocation bottles because they enjoy bourbon. They enjoy the barrel picks. They enjoy the experience, just like what we're doing. I mean, this is what it's about. Um, It just so happens that there is a more of a demand Mm -hmm. and less of a supply. Some of that, I think, is a little... Um, fabricated, fabricated <laughs> <laughs> to put it uh, to put it easy or, yeah. or gently. Um, it's you know it's e- easy economics you know uh, with supply and demand sometimes. But again, OWA is supposed to be an everyday bourbon that yeah. you can get on the shelf. Now you go to Ohio, you can see cases. I know somebody that gets a case a week. Wow, you know he he has tons of friends you know that he gets them for. Um, and that's Ohio. Now in Maryland, for instance, we're a pretty big, we do pretty good with Blanton's. Mm. Um, I can't stand it because I probably get asked for it five times a week. <laughs> um, and they ask for B or L or T or N. Mm. Um, but Maryland's actually a really good state for Blanton's. So if you go to Texas, Blanton's is impossible to get. Yeah. Mm. Or Ohio, but you can get Weller. It's very weird how certain states get certain things i love weller special reserve i really really do i think it's a great you know daily whiskey cannot find it here i've got a buddy in the military who goes to oklahoma all the time and he comes back with the big jugs of it for me you know what i mean and so i have a bunch of weller that's why you're still friends yeah right (laughs) but he pays 29 dollars for you know a, a regular bottle of it and i'm thinking here it's like you know a miracle cure or something it's yeah. so it's, it's special reserve well and i think yeah. and I, I think what what uh, one thing that i was kind of getting at earlier is you guys are kind of I, I i'm learning now are kind of the exception to the rule in the in the liquor store industry specifically um and that for our listeners you know basically all of our listeners are into whiskey like why are you listening to a whiskey podcast <laughs> if you're not um but that these are the types of stores that you you have to you have to start are talking to the owners of mm-hmm. you you know they, they they care you know if you're if you're walking into a store no one's ever come up and tried to have a conversation with you when you're you know looking at the whiskey or whatever yeah i mean buy a bottle there sure but really patronize the you know these liquor stores with people that do care um i i love that i love that that i that idea of the thank you bottle um we've talked about you know liquor stores in in our area previously that um you know the, the, they'll get something allocated and i'll just get a text hey i got this thing you know because I, of what we do right because like of what that, we do sure. because we're we're friendly with them we patronize them and that sort of thing that it, it's it's 
a it's a it's smart business and they know you're going to enjoy it right and Mm -hmm. and that's 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 the thing is that this guy will really care about this he'll it's going to a good home he'll wear wear my hat he'll wear my hat right yeah exactly (laughs) exactly the hat situation in this room is fantastic we're we're, we're so solid these are first off um the all of you um hat selection is on point yeah um we all have one but again we wouldn't we wouldn't just have any liquor store owner come on the show yeah. like you know like we're, we're not only, gonna just there's only two that i can think of well, you, that's right <laughs> and we you guys are already it. so particular about that i mean it's it's what we always talk about it's the relationship piece that really makes all of this work and makes it worth having the conversation or makes it a trustworthy conversation so to learn that you know kind of behind the scenes in the areas of how you guys run your businesses where you're thinking about how do you curate a collection to foster those relationships and keep those people coming back in versus just kind of like gambling on the supply and demand game is is so it gives me warm and fuzzies no we love it and uh, you know we're so in so uh, you know we're on the facebook pages mm-hmm. we're we're very involved in the maryland pages yes you are justin and i both have group me pages with our you know both have our customers on there and we interact on that daily we love having our events like we did last night yeah it's it's a community you know and and it, like i said earlier you have to really be all in to really be a part of it uh, otherwise it's just not something a, a typical owner would want to do and we we push our listeners because we get emails and messages all the time of what should we drink what 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 where can we find it all where, of, or, you know the whole gamut and where can we find it's fun but what can we drink is very why well, don't trust us i mean trust us but that's your palate you know what i mean what you and like. we what you like and i what i tell them is find yourself a liquor store patron that liquor store you know show them some love yeah. and then strike up a conversation with somebody see if you can trust them you know to- we have a total wine by my house and you know i'm not the biggest fan of total wine not because i like the mom and pop shops and i try to help those guys out and and i'm not anti big store but i it's like you said earlier there's a total wine literally by my house. So when I go for like beer or whatever, I'm not going 30 minutes to my guy. I'm going to go to the total wine and buy the whatever. But there's a guy in that total wine by my house who's a bourbon lover. Right. Who's a whiskey lover. He's got and a him beard. And I, so he does. Know. It's a it glorious beard. The club. But when you go into the aisle, every time I'm in there and, you know, I, I'll see him interacting with somebody and he's in, like, oh, what do you like? Well, what do you, what's your kind of, what kind of wines do you, okay, you're going to like this whiskey, I think. And he's like, doing exactly what we want newcomers to whiskey to do find somebody in that liquor store that's going to have those conversations and then show you and then you return the favor when you have your fourth of july party you go buy all you know right yeah, white yeah, claws yeah, or whatever right. you're buying you know you make sure you're, right, yeah yeah, yeah. But, today's um, the day i'm spending 800 bucks on bullshit All right, Chasers, we're just going to pause there for this week, but don't worry, we're going to continue this conversation again next week on the Cast Chasers podcast. And in the meantime, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cast Chasers. You can also join our Facebook group. Don't forget to check out our website, which is castchasers.org, for show notes, Cast Chasers swag, and much more. And until next time, remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram, it's all in the chase.